Hello, and welcome to Don't Suffer Like Us. Yes. Can you hear me? I couldn't hear myself for a second. I thought, oh, oh my goodness, God. we, we <laughs> it didn't go live. <laughs> and now we are live. You know us. We're always having our nice technical issues with Podbean, but we just <laughs> do it anyway. That's it. Yeah. Do it scared. Do it anyway. Just do it. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's pretty much how the podcast is created and continues to maintain. We just well, do it. <laughs> I was thinking back, I was talking to someone the other day about who was interested in doing a podcast. And they're like, we just did our first and it was an hour and a half long. And I was like, is that how long you want it to be? Yeah. <laughs> they, said, they said, no, I want it to be 15 to 30 minutes. Well, that's so, a big <laughs> yeah. discrepancy. So I, was, <laughs> so I was talking to them about, you know, Kimberly and I's uh, methodology um, and how we plan for each thing and they didn't really get what I was saying but it works for us but ultimately like back in the day when we were first starting I was embracing my neurosis and being very particular about recording and cutting out all sounds and that were extemporaneous and you know worrying about (laughs) motorcycles remember Kimberly (laughs) yeah cars ambulances airplanes all those things all those things and then uh the pandemic happened and we wound up having to record uh, separately. So first we tried Zoom, which the the audio quality was crap. So we decided to record directly to Podbean and that's why we do it this way. And um, I at first was trying to edit it when we were doing <laughs> via Zoom and the audio quality was just driving me crazy because I have a broad range of hearing. So I can hear a lot of like low head, low level audio that other people can't hear. Um, and uh, it was affecting my mental health. <laughs> yes. And so now we don't do that. And we just go go with the flow. And that's what you have here. Exactly. <laughs> and that's our topic today is mental health. And I think a lot of times when we're doing business, our own businesses, we might put that off. Yes. We put it off because we are focused on so many other things, right? Mm-hmm. And your mental health is so important to everything that you do. And if you continue, and I've done this many times, continue to put off taking care of myself, doing other things for other people, doing things for my business, doing things for my family, trying to show up for everybody else, but not taking care of me, then it ends up all getting messed up. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that also, you know, a lot of times people don't seek help till they need it, right? Like by the time you're getting the symptoms of whatever, it's kind of past the time of intervention, right? It doesn't mean that you can't get treatment and help, but like it's been going on for a while. Yeah. And And it um, feels hard and it feels overwhelming to even like start to uncover what's going on, you know? Mm -hmm. And I know for, for me, like, and I have not yet done this, but I'm like, I need to do this is for years and years and years, I was able to be functional with my ADHD, like just by developing different methodologies in order to create and do what I needed to do. But the pandemic's kind of thrown that off, you know? And so 
now I've been researching therapists to go see, to get some tools, right? Mm -hmm. Like I had developed a bunch of tools, but the pandemic took that rug out from underneath me. (laughs) Right. Um, So, you know, you need to check in, like, do, is it time to get help? Right. Is it, do I need medical intervention? Do I need talk therapy? What do I need? Yes. And there's a lot of different things that people can do to benefit their mental health. And mm-hmm. one is seeking professional help, you know, and support. And there are also other levels of, you know, taking care of yourself and mm-hmm. focusing on self-care and, and pouring into what you need for your body, like whether it's eating nutritious food or exercising mm-hmm. or, you know, taking a walk, whatever those things are that allow you to, you know, check in with your mental health and your body, mm-hmm. that's going to be key to giving yourself the space to not feel like you're always last and you don't get to be supported or feel like you, you know, should mm-hmm should get that support you know a lot of us are like oh no I'm just too busy to take care of myself Mm -hmm. and that's really detrimental to to your yourself as a person you know everybody's Mm -hmm. a part of relationships and families and you know most of us are members of a community of people but overall it's our job to take care of ourselves too Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) And I just want to say that sometimes you might need to go to therapy, not because you necessarily need therapy in a context of like an emotional imbalance or a chemical imbalance, but just because you need a third person, third party person that's not tied to your community, not tied to your personal uh, family unit and just go throw up on their, on their carpet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've done that before. Yeah. (laughs) Who doesn't know all the backstory of all the things, right? Yeah. Because that can be, you know, when we're also unloading onto our friends or Mm -hmm. we're unloading onto our family members. Like, they may not have the tools to be able to help us and Mm -hmm. assist us. And for us to be asking them to do that can be detrimental to them, you know? So it's really important to understand, like, if I am having all these big problems, like, is the person that I'm talking to about these things, about my mental health, able to support me or hold out space for me? Because of the <laughs> people who can't, you know, and we yeah. can't expect everybody to do that. And part of that is if your mental health is not, you know, in a positive state and you're going to teach and you're teaching about things that are not supporting your students, that's out mm-hmm. of alignment with being yeah. ethical. Yeah. And also, I think that um, with mental health, a lot of times things don't seem like they're that big, right? And then it it just compounds. And um, I was having, like, I don't, I, I grew up in a family that wasn't really big on therapy. You know, you just keep everything bottled in, you don't really talk about it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> right. You know, so that that's the model that I learned. And it wasn't until that I um, became in a relationship with uh, my compliment or Mr. Thea, uh, because he doesn't like to be on social media, (laughs) that 
he and he came grew up in a medical family and he had gone to therapy you know throughout his life just for maintenance and that was normal in his family and you know learning how to differentiate what my feelings are from someone else's you know because when we got into our relationship we both had emotions because people do and we'd be like is this a you problem a me problem or us problem <laughs> you know yeah. Because, you know, if you're able to check in with yourself and going, you know, am I reacting because X, Y, Z happened today and that left me feeling vulnerable and uh, anxious, then I interact with this other person (laughs) and they're just being a person. And then all of a sudden I'm personalizing their behavior when it has nothing to do with them. It's just I already felt reactive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have to get to that point, you know, and there's a lot of things and Thea and I have worked on a lot of toolkits, you know, mm-hmm. through our lives to be able to use to help us to manage our mental health situations, you know, and positive, negative, all of these things, mm-hmm. you know, I use uh, various types of yoga, yoga mm-hmm. nidra, meditation, mm-hmm. breathing practices, like all those benefit me and my mental, my mental yeah. health, not necessarily means that it benefits everyone in their mental health. But I've tried to, you know, continue to observe these types of tools to help me mm-hmm. when I'm feeling off balance. And yeah. it's important to you know, to acknowledge that you have to find your tools and you Mm -hmm. have to consider what things you're going to use that benefit you um, and your mental health. And I'm a hypnotherapist and I've been a hypno, what do you call it? The person in the chair, (laughs) the hypnotherapy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, that's a wonderful tool. But, you know, sometimes, you know, there's different tools for different times. Sometimes you need that subconscious guide like meditation, yoga nidra, hypnotherapy. And sometimes you just need to talk it out. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you need medical intervention. And I know like a thousand years ago when I started doing yoga, people were very anti-medicine. Like, oh, you, sh- you if you did enough yoga, you could get off your antidepressants. If you did enough yoga, you wouldn't need your, what I don't know, all the medications. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, if people have are on antidepressants they likely have a chemical imbalance and it doesn't matter you know how much yoga they do it can help improve their outcome but unless there's a doctor on the other side of them guiding them through the the getting off medication that's going to do harm Mm -hmm. Um, and i'm glad to see that's less that's less prevalent in today's yoga community like more acceptance of people getting medical help Mm -hmm. and that's why we we want to have clear boundaries as being teachers and with our students about, you know, things that we can be supporting them with and things that we can't be supporting them with. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, thinking that yoga is going to gonna fix your mental health can be dangerous also mm-hmm. if that's what you only think is going to is going to change something, right? Because then we get yeah. in this addictive pattern that I have to do this, otherwise I'm not going to feel good, right? Chasing mm-hmm. that high of shavasana or hot yoga, you know, things like that, where we have to just really, you know, be mindful of 
of how we're using practices and mm-hmm. what they're really doing to benefit us and that we don't turn it into this toxic positivity that we're going to talk about next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and remember to give yourself time to decompress. Right? Just go and do something that's fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, go to the park, go feed the ducks if that's allowed. <laughs> go swing on a swing, go get a massage, uh, go have lunch with a friend, um, meditate. Uh, Go to an art museum. Like find those places where it gives you a little bit of joy. Yeah, Make that a helps. Painting. Yeah, cook something that you like to cook. You know, get a flower. There's so many things that we can do to bring joy into our lives, and it can be helpful. It can be something yeah. small. Agreed. Agreed. So. Yeah, you know, Kimberly, if you were just a little more yogic. <laughs> I'm kidding. So everything the, would be better. Everything no. would be better. <laughs> oh, um, but thank you so much for listening to us again yes. this week. And we'll be back next week with some toxic positivity. Not encouraging <laughs> it, of course. Not encouraging it. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.